What even are analytics? Data? Numbers? Tom's a nihilist now, and it's not the player's fault. But hey, at least you're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the Enneagram 10, Kevin Greck, and Damp January's Alex Plum. And we are here together, gentlemen. It's good to see you. Yeah. It was damp last week. It's really? getting damper right now. It hasn't been a week for It hasn't been a week for me. Are we in wet hay territory? We're in Alex very Plum? damp, damp hay. Yeah. It was going to be an either or. And, you know, uh, Jason reminded me, he's like, you don't, it doesn't always have to be black and white. You know, you can have a middle ground, and so damp January. Damp January. I drink when I want. I drink when I want. <laughs> Just not maybe, every night. Maybe a, a damp February. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a damp March. 2024. <laughs> it's a damp year. Hey. It's an El Nino. Yeah, as it were. <laughs> as it were. Uh, we, of course, want to thank everyone for listening, and if we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, and of course... Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Do you want to explain to everyone why we sound the way that we sound? Yeah, good. We should do good that audio. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, about a year and a half ago, Alex yeah, that, took that a new scraping. job and proceeded to steal everything in the office, including a microphone <laughs> oh that we are trying uh, that's not multidirectional. And so we're all staring at it and each other. It's very awkward. I'm throwing my voice into it right now. One wonders if the boom mic I had brought could have been used with more effect. We could have been we could have passing just it, pushed it back and forth like around. a tether ball. Like mm-hmm. a tether ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it sounds a bit off, that's why. But all the same, we thank you for joining us in what will be a celebration of the basketball team. Uh, because we're recording. Live and in person. Mm-hmm. Second episode ever. Second episode. Wow. In 14 years of this podcast, yep. we've only done this twice together. We're closer to that number than it feels like sometimes. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. Uh, was it Minnesota was the last time? Minnesota. Yes. We had to march home from the Minnesota football game, mm-hmm. which we chose to do after the game and not at halftime, which we probably could have just gotten away with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recorded in our liv- my living room, mm-hmm. and now this episode is being recorded from an in from a third party location. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're gonna maybe we should bury that bleed somewhere else, or should we talk yeah. about it right now? No, we'll bury it. Okay. okay. Leave them in suspense, mm-hmm. and yeah. we'll really pay it off later. Yeah. In mm-hmm. a pretty impressive basement, pretty, right now. Pretty, pretty, pretty good basement. <laughs> uh, so uh, structure the show this week. Uh, of course, we're gonna start with the green wall where football always leads unless your basketball team gives you reasons to cry. Mm. Uh, so we're going to chat some basketball, then we're going to chat some football. Uh, we'll head off Grand River for some just funny times, and then we're going to take your Twitter questions. Uh, Greg, are you going to preview games? or No! Okay. Uh, we're also doing this around one <laughs> computer, so uh, if you thought I talked a lot before, get ready. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go behind the green wall, and we... Let's see. There were two games played since yeah. we um, mm. uh, we last recorded. One was good. Mm-hmm. One was not suboptimal. As, yes, not as good, it turns out. Um, so we should start with maybe a highlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan State trounced Penn State at home 92-67. to 
We all felt really great about it. It was a fun game to watch. Everyone was it? Was, some was of it us fun in person? Yeah. Was it fun? Yeah. Did you guys have fun? It was a good time. What were you guys? Where were you guys Mostly, to enjoy that game and I having think so much fun? The thing that was most fun about it was the company. <laughs> you know, I got a problem. You know what we didn't do? Oh we didn't God. text you the entire time. You didn't say how how great it was to be with <laughs> that is you. True. That is true. We thought it. Yeah, I know. But I know. I know you. Uh, there was a, a a moment where maybe I was talking trash about a certain somebody, and then that certain somebody walked, walked up in. right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> well, walk is a strong verb to describe his movements. I think mm, flew in maybe is a better uh, mm. way. But anyway, uh, so yes, great game. Uh, Malik Hall, incredible game. 27 minutes, 24 points, 3 steals, 4 assists, 5 boards. Um, Tyson played a great game again. Akins was fantastic. We saw Akins do something we hadn't seen Akins do before, which was the Those step, step back, back threes. Yeah, yeah two those times. ISO shots. Two of them. Yeah, never had seen him sort of create for himself. Mm. I had never seen him awake. Uh, so I think we left that game feeling like wow they're on to like we're really cooking right now but Uh, but we we should have known that Penn State team is bad and if you want to lose to that Penn State team like things are truly dire so Mm. it shouldn't be a surprise that anyone with a pulse beat them by 30 (laughs) (laughs) uh we should also uh, say a couple other notes. Uh, Mati Sissoko, another incredible game. 12 boards uh, in 21 minutes. Uh, seeing a lot more Mati than we'd been seeing of uh, Carson Cooper, who only who played 15 in the game. Um, Trey Holloman continues to look great. Yep. Xavier Booker got a lot of minutes, and I think that was, if we were going to point to something, that we were like, hey, do you want to play? Because mm-hmm. the hustle was just not there. Absolutely. Um, so maybe that's a transition to the next game where Xavier Booker played a lot more than I expected him to play. Mm-hmm. So um, listeners probably know Northwestern. We go to Northwestern, and they, they kicked our butt, 88-74. I think there were times that maybe it looked like maybe we could maybe make it a game. I mean, in the second half, it they was, came up against that 10-point barrier like three times, could I not break say, it. and could just not could not, it. didn't have the momentum to break it through, which is credit to to Northwestern for not buckling. Yeah. Well, credit to, to having a player in Bubui who was, I don't know, I've never seen a 47-year-old play as well. Um, he's been playing for Northwestern since 1996, so it's a good thing to have experience... But what's more to the point, I think, is it's good to have players who are seniors and are capable of showing on-court leadership mm. and backing it up with performance. That's not something that we know anything about. Mm-hmm. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, but, uh, you know, Tyson Walker puts up 27. Uh, AJ with uh, 13 points, 8 assists, 3 turnovers, 4 boards... Like, AJ didn't have a great game. It felt like a 1,000 turnovers because those three turnovers were so stark. And then he just, you know, this podcast doesn't like to, you know, open up live streams and talk about body language for 15 minutes. But (laughs) the the immediate just, like, giving up on on the play that happened after his critical turnovers. Yep. The walking back. 
And you, you couldn't bother, but you couldn't Blowing blame up on them. other people, too. Oh, my God. And everybody but himself. Consistent right. A.J. Hogarth. Just consistent A.J. Hogarth is screaming at everyone around him. 13 turnovers for the Spartans compared to four for the Wildcats. Yeah. So that four, that four number feels like, you know, when we went one for 20 in that James Madison from three yeah. game, that, that four turnovers feels like a... a an even bigger deal yeah. than than you know a terrible or excellent shooting performance, mind you. When they beat Purdue, they only turned it over three times. Maybe there's something to when every possession you get counts. Yep. Like, of course you're going to do well. Yep. Well, I mean, our and I get the disparity in boards isn't doesn't look big. Uh, Thirty four total rebounds for the Spartans to their thirty. Um, we had the same number of defensive rebounds. We actually out rebounded them offensively, but but it, it but I don't believe that reading this because in the second half, yeah. our complete inability to get offensive boards with the absolute bricks we were putting up was infuriating. And some of those defensive boards were they oh, just they just not trying popped right where they were supposed to be, put it right back up and in, and it was oh. Yeah, we, we got no lucky falls on those. And, you know, I mean, we talked a lot. Of, I No one talks about free throws more than me. Um, 68.2% free throw shooting is, again, a trend in the absolute fucking wrong direction. And, you know, you've got guys like Tyson Walker who several times missed the front end of a, of a one-on-one situation or just the, the, the and-one point. I... I'm incredulous that this team, it's just its just simple X's and O's kinds of stuff that we can't get right. Um, it did seem like Northwestern was the first team that I noticed uh, playing a really hard hedge on the pick-and-roll game. Yep. So that, you know, their center coming, for those who don't know what, what I mean by that, you know, when the center comes up with the, the person who's setting the pick, will get out to the side of the point guard so that they sort of corral them and box them in. It felt like, you know, to, to what you were talking about with A.J. Hogard playing, you know, the stat line doesn't seem terrible, no. but that it seemed like one of the problems with us getting any offensive flow and rhythm was that in the half court in particular, we weren't able to get into the lane, which wasn't allowing for a ton of creation. Again, I, I recognize he has eight assists, and even in a in a bad game, we scored 74 points, but it, it, watching that game, it felt like everything we'd seen the previous five Yep. None of that happened. Yep. Except for Tyson Walker. Being Tyson Walker. Yeah. Without him, this is a 20-point loss. Correct. Uh, but our old friend Malik Hall showed back up again. It's almost like you can count on it. Emphasis on old. <laughs> so Almost impossible, this stat line. Tell like, us. Tell 26 us. minutes, two turnovers, literally nothing else. Oh, One personal foul. Which... I find the foul the most offensive part. <laughs> because if you were even trying, yeah. you should have fouled. And this was a bit of a ref show at times. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because Jeffrey fucking Anderson was doing it. That son of a bitch. There is no reason. And I looked up the article. This is, by, for those who don't know, this is the high knees referee. You've seen him s- fucking showboating across the court on ESPN. He makes Teddy Valentine look like a quiet, reserved uh, shy guy. What is it about college basketball in particular that officials are like, this is the me show. This is it. Let's go. Here, here I am. Here I am. Look at all these people here at Welsh Ryan. 
they must they must be excited to see me. He's like, well, I, my chiropractor thought it would be good for my back because I run so much. You, 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 for, you see a chiropractor <laughs> first. Don't do that. Don't do that, you dumb. Anyway, I can't. But so yeah, not surprising. You're totally right. It was the referee show, and Malik was absent in every way that you could be, unless he was throwing the ball off his own foot to go out of bounds. Yeah, and, and I think I would say I didn't care for the way the game was officiated. That is not why we lost the game. Oh, no. God. At times it felt like we the calls, we, even though we ended up having more free throws, the calls just seemed so inopportune. Yeah. Um, real momentum killers. Uh, but truly, yeah, Malik. I, I don't. I think Tom said something nice about him in the post game. No, he did not. He didn't mention him, but he referred to. Player with no points in the post game. <laughs> <laughs> While he was also talking about how garbage the analytics are at that same time. Same breath, looking at the analytics. <laughs> well, but let's. But to his point, okay. Now listen, anyone that's if you haven't seen this post game, do go check it out. Go go check it out. You got to go look at this because this was old man yelling at cloud like you haven't even seen from Tom Izzo before. Yeah, the, get the pads out for the oh, eighth time this season. My God, I'm probably going to get sued for this. Was another classic, what we've come to expect and love. But truly, I mean, we shot 47.4 percent from the three point line, which is actually good. Good. Yeah, that's mostly Tyson Walker. I know it's all Tyson Walker, but it's it. Well, a couple. I think Jade Nakin said what a couple. Jade Nakin went three for six. Three which for is six. Also great. Which to is see. great for AJ him. AJ went two for four. Also great. Yes. To see. and he hit one from a place on the floor that he doesn't normally hit one. Mm-hmm. I think he had like a baseline three. Mm-hmm. So there, so there are there are things to look at though, and and then of course there was the defensive performance, which was just absent. Now, credit to Northwestern who were hitting some stupid fucking threes. Yeah. I mean, Ty Berry was who. Oh my God! Ty Berry is either good or terrible, and unfortunately, we got good Ty. We Berry. got good Ty Berry. Well, the same can be said for Malik Hall. But can I actually? Can it be said that he's ever good? I don't know. He's had he had a nice little run there in yeah. games that you don't need him to be good. Correct. He can be good. Uh, it was the worst effective field goal defense mm-hmm. percentage of the year for MSU. This oh. was. Analytically, Tom, there it is. This was your worst, your team's worst defensive effort on the season. And at times, and yeah, they they seem to get lost on switches. Uh, oh, the closeouts were at, at times terrible. Boo Booey was able to get into the lane and create. I mean, Boo Booey had nineteen points, but more importantly, ten assists to zero turnovers. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he yeah. his nineteen points came late for the bulk of the front of the game he was just creating for other people yes and he i think it's almost like he knows in that we were preparing for him yep and and they played around it yeah i mean i just this is the question i have for tom so in tom's post game i mean my god he's so angry at everybody and he just keeps up with these stupid remarks like well you can't blame the players anymore so you got to blame the coaches so it's my fault i don't know what woe is me shtick that was it was unattractive um but 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 where I will say it is his fault is when you have a guy like Malik getting twenty six minutes, and he's absolutely useless on the court. You're right about guys missing their their switches and not being able to close down on coverage. This happened three times. Malik getting picked and not being able to get back to where he needed to be. I and not trying. Just 
you know when Malik isn't trying because it's the body language, it's the sh- the arms, sort of the hands dangling by his thighs when he runs. It's they're actually a little bit behind him. Oh my somehow. god, like <laughs> Tina from uh, like Bob's Tina Burgers. from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> it's true. It's exactly what he looks like, and oh god, it's just no effort. And in the face, it's just flat affect, no face. Tom leaving him out there. It, yeah. Why? Why? Well, let's. I I have a suspicion why. And so, first off, points off of turnovers. Uh, they had twenty one. We had two. Uh, <laughs> but the points in the paint. Points in the paint. Yeah. Northwestern was able to get thirty four points in the paint on us. To our 28, not that that's a really apples, it, not that it really matters one way or the other. In With fairness the, to MSU, their guys that occupy the paint generally cannot score. So mm-hmm. that's not a great metric for us well, on the season. We've been better at it because Malik has been doing a better job in the post and because Tyson and AJ and, 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 AJ and Trey had been getting downhill. But it's the, it, it's the, the, it's all starts at. The perimeter, the defensive effort there, and being able to keep Boo Booey out of the paint, yeah. um, and then Madi and Malik being able to bang with their bigs, and they're they're the big who normally gets the most minutes was in foul trouble for most of the game. Yes, yeah. some dude named Luke Hunger. What? <laughs> Hungry for fouls. What? When no Luke Hunger goes five for six from the floor, he got what he wanted mm-hmm. on the interior. Sure did. Oh. Yeah, it was a bad, bad defensive performance on the part of the Spartans. And I know that this is Big Ten basketball. This is kind of what we expect when the Big Ten season opens. Um, I'm getting fucking sick and tired of losing to Northwestern every time we play them. This is now three or four that we've lost and, to Northwestern. And we need to figure it out. Well, one thing that we do need to change is our expectations for mm. Northwestern. Very good. In fairness, yes, they did lose to Chicago State, which is perhaps the worst college basketball team on the planet. But they did also beat Purdue. Mm-hmm. So it might just be that Welsh Ryan, and after the upgrades, it, it looks like a like a nice place to sure. go watch the game. It might just be that Welsh Ryan is, is not a gimme anymore. They seem to have gotten the students a bit engaged that they right. hadn't been before. But this is Northwestern team that also just got slaughtered by Illinois. Correct. Yeah. So... Like, they're not playing with any real consistency. And although it's good if you're going to get banged up bad against anyone, particularly the Fighting Illini, that your next home game would be one where you would certainly perform. But it, it, it not against Michigan State and not against a team which we know has the capacity to play well because we've seen them play at some of their absolute best within the last month. Yeah. Um, this just this is ultimately, I think, where it comes back down for time, I think, and it has been a refrain for us around leadership. This team does not have any consistent, capable leadership, and this is where I have the deepest opprobrium for both AJ and Malik. They should be ashamed of themselves, and I detest them with every fiber in my being because they refuse to be the people that they often choose to be, but they refuse to be with any consistently. They are terrible, terrible leaders, and they are the reasons why this team cannot be consistently good. Uh, so do we think uh, tournament question mark still on the table here? No. Okay. This is still a tournament team. 100%. I mean, the Big Ten is down. You can't lose games like this much more. That's true. But as we've said before, you know, going to Illinois is, is not what you want to see on the schedule. But then we've got... Rutgers, Minnesota at home, at Maryland, that team is struggling. At Wisconsin, 
I've said it a few times before, it would be a classic yep. MSU thing to lose at home and then go to to the Cole Center. Michigan, I, had, I haven't been keeping up with the Michigan basketball team. I, I don't know what they're up to. Um, Neither has Juwan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Maryland at home. Like, there could be – Illinois is going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, but there could be a lot of wins coming up on this schedule still um, in spite of this. But what we're seeing is – in March, when it matters most, you can't trust this team to win four in a row. Five no, a row. absolutely. No, that will not happen. No. no. Um, we should also mention uh, Jackson Kohler played in the game. Yeah. Uh, he looked good on offense for the little bit that was there, but he still looked like rebounding and mm-hmm. defensive liability. Um, so basically what we expected. Yeah. I mean, it, so, you know, first game back, I'm not going to – look too much into it, but just worth noting. Um, should we talk some football? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Better news. Um, so we picked up a handful of transfer commitments. Uh, mm. And first up is a former five st- consensus five-star recruit. Uh, played three years at UNC, transferred to Texas A&M last year, and was out the whole season with an injury. Um, cornerback is now coming to Michigan State. You love to see that. You do like to see it, but also don't write this in as like all of a sudden there's another five star on the on the team. Like he was he was productive. He at was UNC. productive, but he was never at the five star level that you would expect from that sure. recruiting level. But this is a good pickup for this team. It is. Got to be happy about it. Yeah. Um, Quite the journeyman at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, also picked up a transfer from uh, Ohio, Oregon State University. This one I'm more excited about. Uh, Tanner Miller f- begun his career as a uh, as a walk on. Is transferring here as an offensive guard or probably I think center mm-hmm. um, because it was last year it was Dallas Fincher I believe who was playing center when Samak was out and there's opportunities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Playing at center, I think, is what you're <laughs> trying. Uh, so uh, Tanner Miller is up for or was up for uh, the award for best walk-on or former walk-on in the country. Um, I, I've, I'm, it's, I'm blanking on what his, his stat line was, but he's very good at not letting quarterback get hurt. Yeah. Um, and also, Oregon State did a much better job at running the ball, so we can only appreciate people mm-hmm. who come from the offensive line to this one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, two other... Um, you didn't go through all of the chain. Uh-oh, someone's uh, angry. I saw a quarterback. No, nope, no, nope, nope. uh, Next up is Dequan... Douse? Deuce? Deuce? Mm-mm. We're going to go with Deuce. Deuce. Uh, the Deuce. Uh, who is a defensive tackle from uh, Georgia Tech. It looks like he was, relatively speaking, productive there. Played big games against Ole Miss and Georgia. Um, the and, Deuce. And Deuce is on Deuce. Needed, necessary, and important depth uh, as we wait to see uh, what that position room looks like. Last up, we got to take a victory lap. Yes. Victory uh, lap. We call it. Tommy Schuster Hey-o. from North Dakota is a graduate transfer quarterback. University of Southern North Dakota at Hoople, I believe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's actually bringing the Hoople with him. Yes, he's bringing the Hoople. The Hoopla, they call it. But we called this. We, 
you don't want behind Aiden Giles just a true freshman. We just saw that. We just went down this path. And it worked out. So we said to ourselves, selves, wouldn't (laughs) it be great if we brought in some guy from non-Power 5 or even D2 as an insurance policy? Mm -hmm. And the pitch is... You're never going to go to the NFL. Mm. Why don't you come here? Come here. Get some NIL money. Yep. And have a pretty fun super senior year here on campus. And when you know it, our guy is from Michigan originally. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's coming home. He's going to be hanging out with a lot of friends from high school that Old he's going to see. They're going to show him the sights and sounds. He's probably been on campus a number of times already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be seeing him at, you know, the Dublin rip. and. <laughs> Play beer pong at the Rivers. Yep. Um, yep. Quite a bit this fall. Can't wait. But what it means is if Aiden Childs can't play for one reason or another, we have someone that's actually thrown the football mm-hmm. in a game before mm-hmm. behind him, mm-hmm. which is. And at a successful level. So yeah. there's not More no arm talent there. Right. Like uh, North Dakota was at, in the um, FCS playoffs, I believe, three, the last three years. Um, so, I, I mean, I appreciate it's a level down, but there's competency there. Yeah. Um, hmm. We uh, also should mention Mark D'Antonio. Uh, ah, going Mark. Going to the college, uh, football. Co- college Football Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. Put him in the ring of honor. Put him in the... It's time. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if he's in there, right, like... I think that is kind of an unwritten rule, is oh. if you're in the College Football Hall of Fame, you will end up in the ring of honor. Because if I remember correctly, there was someone that the College Football Hall of Fame adopted from like a long ago MSU team and then the next year we were like okay put him up ring of honor it's basically yeah great the move so good good he deserves good. it good for him more importantly though another important news Le'Veon Bell yeah. uh, has an OnlyFans have you guys you guys paid the two ninety nine to see it yeah striking striking <laughs> Very, very <laughs> proportionally. I was really, I was surprised. I guess is. no one hits a hole like Le'Veon Bell. I will agree with it uh, completely. <laughs> I was both offended, but also deeply gratified. Uh, <laughs> on that note, should we talk about where we are? Yeah, yeah. we should. We had dinner tonight. Yeah, we did. We broke bread. We broke bread to, well, as a podcast. As a Podcast. 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 Uh, so we are uh, hanging out at the Clear Lake, Clear Lake Grill, uh, which will become Mama's Mercantile and Eatery in the near future. Near future. Um, full disclosure, my sister bought a restaurant, uh, achieving a lifelong dream. We bought a zoo! Yeah. Uh, and I'll say this. I think the food is great. I, I yeah. mean, like, I would, eat, I would be happy to make fun of my sister. She makes good food. Uh, we yeah, had some pizza, burgers, pizza, sandwich. burgers, chicken tenders for the kids, yep. with a nice with a, a nice equal amount of ketchup. Of ketchup, that was good, very good. Really handled it well. Yeah. I, frankly, I was surprised. Uh, no, it's it's fantastic. Um, I had a burger with an onion ring and bacon on it. That was bacon tasted like bacon, which is really always an achievement. That's what you s- seek out. I think technically, uh, the pizza was actually unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. Um, the if you're a crust person, I am a crust person, and this crust was not too much, and it was crispy, and there was like a little bit of like it's a great nice oil on it. Anyway, it was all well seasoned, well cooked. If you're in the Grass Lake, yep. 
Clear Lake, Chelsea, Chelsea area. Just it's literally just off of ninety four. Couldn't be more convenient to get to. Truly. In um, fact, I will say, if you're driving down the ninety four corridor and you're hungry, yeah, and you choose to go to somewhere that's not Mom's Mercantile, soon to be, I think your judgment needs to be called into question in such a way that like well you're racist i think that's there's that i was gonna say your spouse should definitely leave you or there should be some kind of trial separation at the very least i think that's right and And great news booze is being served starting on friday which is very soon yes uh so yeah come check it out we liked Uh, it we liked it um all right moving on off grand river gentlemen where we have to talk about this this is a big deal Wyoming, the state of Wyoming, dumber than they are stupid. Well, there's a big sky, and they're distracted by it. Oh, my God. They think it's full of opportunity. Well, apparently they think it's the limit, and my God, it may yet be (laughs) if success is up there in the clouds uh, where it will never touch earth. Jay Johnson going to Wyoming is their uh, offensive line and, I believe, quarterbacks? uh, Offensive He's, he's the coordinator. head coach. Yeah. Offensive coordinator. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. No, no. Like he's changed I said offensive positions. line. No, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, right? I'm sure. That tracks. Yeah. I, I think their fans are oh, smart enough to know that that was it's a bad. dumb hire. Very, uh, very. <laughs> tell me, tell me, anyone listening, tell me, anyone that's listening, what success can you point to of Jay Johnson's? How in the world did he get another coaching position? At, a f- at any football program anywhere other than maybe a middle school. Nah. Anyone? Anybody? All right. I got another one. All right. All right. My God. I think maybe if you had emerged from a coma from like <laughs> six years ago, you might be like, by God, get me Jay Johnson on the phone right now. Maybe post the Rutgers game where we lost our hearing. Uh-huh. Uh, because K-9 had a couple incredible runs, but yeah. uh, uh, why am I... Uh, not Javon uh, Who's the wide receiver that I'm thinking of? Naylor. Speedy Naylor. Yeah, had three touchdowns. Yeah. It was a, it was an offensive clinic. Yeah. Mm. Um, no thanks to him. Mm-hmm. I've got an offensive clinic to send Jay Johnson to. Yes. Um, yes. Yep. And it is the old pasture. <laughs> <laughs> they have those in Wyoming. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe, maybe this will work out after all. Yeah. The meat grinder in it. All uh, right. Twitter questions. I think so. Okay. All right. First up, Mike Jones, listener Mike Jones. When did Coach Smith, I'm sorry, when Coach Smith took over and the QB was a ghost town, uh, the QB room, I assume is what he means, realistically, could you have imagined him filling it the way he did? Finding a QB2 with experience, this guy has hit an absolute home run in the room. It does seem like that. Um, But I think, listener Mike Jones, as much as I hate to disagree with you, I think we do need to temper expectations Mm -hmm. just a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Aiden Childs is legally still, blind. Is yes. le- there is that There's something that. that we have to consider. Yep. Um, uh, I think we say sight challenged uh, on this podcast, or optically challenged, or something like that. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, we are taking a, a senior transfer, so it, it seems like mm-hmm. there has been a net improvement in the quarterback room. Mm-hmm. However. I think we should all have learned our lesson. Yes. And understand. Yep. Watch them play. Let's see that potential, you know, play out on the field before we get too excited about things. Yeah. Uh, But for a being here for 30 days or whatever, 45 days. Sure. Couldn't be happier. No. Um, 
Next up for Mike Jones, dry January? What is this nonsense? I'll well, make it dry 2024. It, it turned out to be nonsense, Damn. as Damn. it turns out. Listen, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be spoken to this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and second, you drink. you do drink. drink. <laughs> you do do dry twenty. You you had a dry twenty twenty three. You had a dry twenty twenty two. So I'm not going to hear it out of you <laughs> on dry twenty twenty four, my friend. That's first and second. Uh, next up, Beth Amaro. Uh, given the transfers and commitments to date, what position position group is our strongest and which is our weakest? Can we plug those weak spots by August? And uh, ask, what's your prediction for wins and losses? Okay, Beth, 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 come on. That is a lot of questions all in one. And that's probably on our editorial team. That's on me. uh, For not breaking those up. So I'm going to go ahead and blame Mike Jones completely for that one, Beth, and apologize to you. So weakest position group is interesting. Position group that you'd most like to see him go after. It would have been offensive line. Had to be offensive line. I guess now we've got some guys coming back. We've got now the transfer in from Oregon State. And yet it's still the offensive line. Yeah, it, until such a time that we can trust the offensive until line. Until proven otherwise. To me, I think it maintain, it, we stay with the offensive line. The one thing, it, it it's not necessarily the weakest because the two dudes who play most of the snaps are pretty good, uh, but we have zero depth at safety. Mm. So... Like, if I had to say where else would I like some stuff, sure. that would be the place That's that I'd like some stuff. Yeah. Um, strongest? Uh, Wide receiver? Sure. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's it either. Is it quarterback? <laughs> is it, like, is it's it, not running back. It might be. That was, that was actually... Your next one? If I already said we have to see the results on the field, that removes quarterback. Okay. That offensive line is the one somewhere on the defense. Is it linebacker? I was going to say that, but I don't know about that either. Could it be? D-tackle. D-tackle. Okay. If not, Ross Ellis isn't here anymore. It could be special teams. Mm -hmm. Our special teams could finally. Kickers. 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 Uh, All right. Uh, And predictions for win-loss in 24 and 25. Okay, 2025 is a fence too far away. In the future. Yeah. We'll do that in the summer. Stay tuned, Beth. We're still going to be here. Next up, Ali. It's been a while since we had an All-American offensive lineman. What do those do for a team? I have the memory of a goldfish, so I don't know what good offensive line play looks like. Well, now we do have one. Yeah. Um, it was nice. We won games then. There was a, mm. a championship banner, I think, that got put up, put or, up. Yep. or mm-hmm. plaque or whatever it is on the west side of the stadium. Mm. Um, yeah. A yeah. bowl game was attended. Yeah. Correct. The, Multiple bowl games were attended. Football was worth watching then, Ollie. Oh. The halcyon days. Watching then. Mm. Uh, next up from Molly, revisiting my question from last week, has the team changed since Baylor, or is it just a function of the level of competition? Neither. It's a function of the level of willingness to play with any heart or consistency. Because I don't know that Northwest. I get what you're saying, but I don't think Northwestern's a particularly good team. No, they're de- demonstrably and markedly not a very good team. They have moments. Uh, and, boy, did they have a moment at our expense. Well, we Ooh. had a moment, which led to their moment. Hmm. And then we both had moments. Tom had a moment. Oh, after the after the moment. There were a lot of moments. Uh, bonus question, Polly. With unregulated transfer portal, do you think we'll ever have a coach screw the system and tamper with the conference rival players, sign them, and then leave them on the bench just so the team doesn't the other team doesn't have them? <laughs> kind of like a hoarding situation. 
and just load them up. You're still scholarship limited, so yeah. no. Yeah, I don't think so. But I, think I hope so. The other trouble is the the teams that we could raid are the teams that you're not really competing against for wins. Correct. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, yeah, might be tough. Uh, next up, Unusual Botanical. Did Greg or Mike Jones attend last Thursday's game in the Izone alumni section? Mm. Sorry to that man, Plum. <laughs> if yes, A, what was the most out-of-pocket thing you witnessed? And B, what was the drink, drink sequence? If no, is there a home game you've got penciled in to attend? Who is, who is this person? How did they know that I had been intentionally excluded? Is it like you told them? I don't know who it is. It's Jess. It's, it's almost as if... Uh... It's almost as if Jess could tell over the telecast that a tremendous I'm amount of fun and joy was being had. Bothered and offended. Well, uh... Why don't you we, tell him what the most out-of-pocket thing was? Hmm, why don't you tell him, you coward? So, uh, Jess, the the answer is no. We did not attend last Thursday's game in the Izone alumni section. Oh, for the love of fuck. Uh, Some of us have removed oh ourselves my. from those mailing that lists. That lister? <laughs> Others among us were too late. Uh, what you saw in the Izone alumni are those that are punctual and hopped mm-hmm. right on it. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. late to the party, so we had to get tickets otherwise. Yeah, uh, and but, you did. But I, uh, we did have uh, a beverage. Uh, I had a neutral, which is their vodka yeah. seltzer thing, mm-hmm. and then a Coors, Coors Light. Light. Okay, all right. Coors Next Light. up, Spartan eighteen seven seven zero. No more dumb questions like that, Jess. Damn it! All right. Uh, one, who wins a championship first, Michigan State football or the Detroit Pistons? Aww. I think football's further along. <laughs> yeah. There's more upside. Not until Tom Gores lose all his, loses all his money. Uh, next from Spartan18770, how much will Michigan State have to pay Tucker? Uh, uh, I don't know. Unless they do it willingly, I don't, I don't think they'd ever be ordered to. I mean, It'd they're clearly in conversations right now. Yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I suspect that it's less than... What the attorney fees would be for them to less win Less than court? a quarter of his contract's value. Which, what was the outstanding? I would say less than the contract's value. So, oh, like, remaining uh, value. so okay. less than 25, we'll say. Okay. Um, and do you think we ever find mm-hmm. out about that? Or do you think they just sort of announce it? And that's that. Uh, I think we'd have to be able to find out, wouldn't we? Unless it's a foy- it'd be foyable. Okay. Yeah. I, we are, I already asked that question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it certainly is in the public interest for them to be able to find out. I, 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 I'm genuinely curious. I, I don't know if anyone listening is a better attorney and knows about Michigan open records laws. Yeah, let us uh, know. Yeah. Well, basically any attorney listening would have to be a, a yep. better one. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, next, Spartan 18770. Nope. Next up, Kate Wall. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Kate asks... Kevin. What? She says, Kevin, when will you apologize for disrespecting Malik Hall? (laughs) 2020 Seton Hall Malik is alive and well this year. Yeah? Is that right, Kate? What's the timestamp on this question? (laughs) That was definitely before. (laughs) Oh, Kate, this is why he decided to play like this, Kate. Or maybe Kate just came out of a several-day coma. Ah, Uh, Coma Kate, they call her. what they call her. Uh, next up, Dan Hellpepper. Uh, but I guess to answer for the pod, 
never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've learned our lesson on that yeah, one. We will not. I got close. I did Trey Holloman. I did the formal Trey Holloman uh, apology. Which he's, he's earned. He's yes. continued to earn. But I had left Malik out on that, and mm-hmm. I couldn't be more thrilled about that. <laughs> Uh, Dan Hellpepper, since this is how normal people do things, and it's a totally normal now, if you guys do a podcast in Keweenaw Bay, Keweenaw Bay, the unincorporated community in the Western UP I grew up in, you'll let me host it, right? Well, I, they don't need. Listen, I'm an uninvited listener guest at this point, <laughs> actively uninvited, and so yeah, you could definitely st- step in for sure. Uh, next, uh, from Dan Hepperberg, due to the recent update, who's the best smelling can't read, can't write a gander, uh, either who smells the best or who has the best sense of smell, he's not picky. What is CRC Wagander? Can't read, can't I think it's write. like Michigander, but... Ah, oh, well then you. CRC W... And the Wagander. answer is Michael. Yeah, he is. Best smelling is going to be Michael. Always the best smelling. And best sense of smell as well. I think that... I don't have Wolf-like sense senses. Of smell at all. No, I don't. Uh, next up, Keatsky, uh, was Darian Harris moved to the AD's office last summer to protect him from the Tucker fallout that Haller knew was coming? We speculated that at the time. We wonder. We speculated it then. That's another thing. We were good on quarterbacks, and we wondered out loud about that one on the pod. Speculation. So, Keatsky, we did not have any insider information on that. We just wondered out loud about it. So I'm giving you a heads up. It, it was interesting. Yep. It was a move at the time. Uh, next up from Kiski, if 18-year-old Mike Jones was D1 ready, what would have swayed you at an official visit? That's a really good question. I don't... Other than, apparently other than the NIL offer? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, truly, I can't relate to 18, I'm so far removed from 18-year-old me. Can you even picture what would have been appealing to you? Like... Truly, if they put NCAA football up on the jumbo screen and threw me the controller, I'd be like, "I'm in." Yeah, you're right. I, like, I'll I'll sign right now. I'll send in my letter of intent. Games and we have fun, and it's definitely not work all the time. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, uh, free swag probably would have mattered. Oh, yeah. Like, if if I got the hockey deal on the moped, that might have been. Oh, the moped! God, they did have mopeds. They still do. Yeah, there's a moped room now over at Mun. So cool. Uh, next up uh, from Kiski, worst part of campus. Oh, oh, the student services building. Oh, it, it really will is. always be the worst part a of campus. Sad place. And this was pointed out to me. If you have any hope of the student services building being demolished. Mm-hmm. All of the HVAC for the Broad Art Museum now sits on, on the top, top of, it. So of no, that building. Yeah. So they would have to deal with that in addition to removing. It is cool insofar it is a good mix of both brutalism and also that sort of retro 70s steel and glass. Yeah. Cold War. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that it's the student services building. Oh, like, what's, what's, what are we going to do with this worst building on campus and again with apologies to Jared because like god I hope he doesn't work there because of what I'm going to say next but truly the least likable most horrible student services type employee has an office there <laughs> and they love ruining people's futures it is an absolute joy of theirs you're just you're just saying that you know apropos of, Ap- of none of your truly personal experiences, none of my personal experiences there. <laughs> uh, next up J-Rel welcome back J-Rel uh, what would you grade the MSU football off season thus far is it possible for more than one MSU sport? Oh, sorry, Jay. It's two separate questions. Uh, uh, grade the MSU football offseason thus far. Well, I mean, uh, they've not been playing well. That's true. <laughs> the record doesn't look great. 
doesn't look horrible. No. But it doesn't look great. No, that's... Um, that's they true. didn't interview Harlan, so... That's a, that's a plus. That's A++. plus plus. Um, I think they hired the person that they wanted to hire. Yeah. yeah. So whether that ends up being right, but that's good. Yeah. Uh, he seemingly got the staff that he wants and is taking his time on subsequent acquisitions. Seems good. That's good. Oh, but we lost Molly Carr, who yeah, the team. So many <laughs> different broadcast booths have told me is the difference guy on this football team. I like that his little note about the uh, the it's it's not the fans, it's the coaches. Who they didn't, didn't want, want me, me. Yeah. bro. We didn't want we you didn't either. Want you either you you guy. <laughs> also, you know what? If you're going to be a little shit like that, at least don't delete the tweet. Come on. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure the coaches at Houston pointed out that that yeah, like, makes them look like real, morons. Real dumb. Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded uh, me a little bit of the Chris Allen tweet after he after he graduated from uh, from Iowa State. He did, like, a whole post about, like, the rumors about me are wrong. Don't do drugs. It'll get you kicked out of a respectable program. And I was like, oh, the shade at Iowa State. Oh, my God, the poor Cyclones. <laughs> Rough. Was uh, Hoiberg coaching him at the time? I think, yeah. I think the mayor was there then. I think that was the, the very beginning mayor. of the mayor's tenure. Yuck. I didn't realize that University of Houston used the shocker as <laughs> oh, their... Hand sign. I was like, is that ASL? It's the only well, thing. Well, this I can is think H, of. so that's H, but this isn't anything. Is it like we're trying to do the horns, but we can't do the right? the Texas horns? Yeah, I don't know. It's not good. Not good. Uh, next up from J Rel, is it possible for more than one MSU sport to win a national title within the next five years? Yes. Yeah. All three. It's certainly possible with soccer, swimming, and women's <laughs> field hockey. Well, it's certainly possible for soccer. It's uh, gymnastics is on the rise. Yeah. Uh, hockey has a shot at it. Uh, football, I don't think it's going to do in the next five years, but maybe. Who maybe. knows? Uh, I'm worried that hockey could go to the Frozen Four, and we wouldn't have anyone to bring on the podcast to talk, to talk about it. We need to make some friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basketball, and you know what? Uh, who knows? Uh, I'm Robin Freilich. Yeah. Robin! Uh, God, they're fun to watch. Fun to watch. listening to them uh, play Maryland on the way down here. She's got it! <laughs> All right, next up, Mon Kegfield. Mon Kegfield. Maybe it is because I'm older now. Maybe hmm. it is because the whole world knows they cheated. Maybe it is because the Lions are good and will dominate the sports landscape this weekend. Michigan winning a natty is bad, but maybe not as bad as it would have been five to ten years ago. We had agreed not to discuss this, and so we're only bringing it up Monk Field because I didn't stop reading your question in time. Uh, no, this is bad. This is very, very bad, and it's not good. It's not my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, Next up, Cone Car Fan Page. <laughs> How do we feel about this no DAC QB? Yeah. I don't know. I don't North know. Dakota. Oh, oh, oh. The I no DAC. Tommy. When, when, when the DAC, no DAC, baby. When DAC and QB are together. Uh, I think it's Prescott. Yeah, Dak, that's where I was like, I don't. Prescott. Is this an NFL thing? No, he's no DAC. No uh, DAC. Not so DAC. Big big fans of the pickup. Yeah. Because that's it, exactly how we drew it up on yeah. this podcast, mm-hmm. and now we get to feel haughty and superior. Yeah. Yes. It's nice being right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, Thomas Zambiasi. Uh, might be mostly in Plum's wheelhouse. Ew. Why does it seem like the refs grew up more for women's basketball than men's? Mm. Thinking of shooting foul versus Iowa and the IU 
UM shit show. Oh, that is something we probably should have talked about. I didn't. I didn't see this. What happened with the IUUM? IUUM. I don't know. Oh, I don't know IUUM. I'm talking about our. Oh, oh, our yes. Stuff. Oh, well, we'll just say briefly. Uh, Against Iowa. Yeah, in, in basketball rules. Uh, when you go up for a shot, you're attempting to try almost anything that happens in the process of attempting to try to you that could be a foul results in a shooting shooting foul when you go to the that line to shoot. That includes when you take a sidestep and a dribble? It does not <laughs> include, by the letter of the rule, when you take a sidestep and a dribble. In fact, by that time, you've relinquished the try and are now actively dribbling the fucking ball. So, um, but to the question, you know, I... I can't tell you that this is the case in basketball. I can, with 100% certitude, tell you that in soccer, uh, the very best referees are selected to referee the men's games, and the not best referees are selected to referee the women's games. And although that's changing to an extent, um, they, they do not, except for in FIFA, like at the international levels, where they really prioritize you know, a ton of investment in training in women officials to referee all aspects of the women's game, and you see fewer and fewer men who are refereeing in the women's game, sort of recognition that you probably played as a woman, and so you're going to do a better job. That, when I was refereeing in the Big Ten, I worked a whole hell of a lot more women's games than men's games. Yeah, I was going to say. Which tells you everything you need to know. I was doing it chronically all of the stories that I remember, Yeah, and they were both slaves. Women's games for this guy! You seem to really know the women's coaches' proclivities. A lot better, and I'm not ashamed about that. You have to, I mean, you can really be honest with yourself here, and that's an exact one. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if it's the case that the people who are up-and-comers get put on women's games more often. I do say you see women referees working the women's contests, and I wouldn't put them in that group, but it was a woman referee who fucked the dog on that, um, on that, that, uh, on that call. That call. Yep. So, um, next up from Thomas Ambiasi, uh, what's higher quality, Steven's shot selection or the one Nick Ward gift? <sighs> uh, we didn't talk about Steven's, uh, three point attempt. Uh, taken with the same amount of haste as his free throw attempts, as it turns out. Uh, but what is what? the Nick Ward? You yeah. know what's the difference between uh, uh, Stephen Izzo and uh, Malik Hall? Stephen Izzo's got some swagger to his game. There it is. Yep. I just... Uh, what Hall is this gif? Are we going to describe it to the, the oh, listening okay. audience? Isn't it the Nick Ward taking a three? Oh, I'm not familiar with that. I have it. no clue. Does he at least make the three? Yeah, Nick Nick Ward is, I think, a 100% uh, three-point shooter. Well, ah. someone's got to be. All right, well, you look that up. Next up, Dat Dude Be Hello. Dat Dude Be Low. I don't fucking know. Uh, are you watching the NC? Uh, no. Next. What price are you willing to pay <laughs> to not have that school done? The- Next. I've known the Lions were playing the Rams in the playoffs since the beginning of the season. Is the NFL rigged? Yeah, the, I mean, people have been speculating about this for long enough. It's yeah. just like us playing Davidson in the tournament. Correct. It's just like has to happen. They pretend that there's all this stuff, but they're they're willing to skirt the the rules for the you know for the narratives that they want to push. Listen, it, Matthew Stafford is a is a collapse artist, and we know this from yeah. all of the years that he collapsed uh, in the pocket for Michigan uh, for D- uh, Detroit. So for the Lions, so we look forward to his utter collapse uh, Bro, in St. Louis. The number of people, I thought this was a meme, but then I started to see it. The number of people that claim to be Lions fans but are apparently bigger Stafford fans than they are Lions fans, like, go sit outside and die, please. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? 
how could I don't I don't care about right. the lions, but there's just something about this mm-hmm. that is so foreign to me. Yeah. And it, like this isn't anything even personally against Matt Stafford, but the idea that you would be like. I'm loyal to that dude that got paid an incredible amount of money and did to lose a ton of games yeah. in the Honolulu Blue. Mm-hmm. I'm loyal to him over the team that's surging right now. Correct. And I, when I started seeing the evidence that that was real, I was like, this is why no one respects Lions fans. <laughs> you, <laughs> you sticking with the team through thick and thin just to abandon them. To right be now, a bootlicker for a you know hundred millionaire who, who hates you. Yes, uh, like truly. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, please just go expose yourself to the elements <laughs> and expire from this world. Uh, next up is Nate C. Uh, what will make Stephen Izzo more of a legend? Making one bucket or never making a shot? I, and now it's never making a shot. Yeah. No, it has to be one bucket, you guys, because I, it's the only redeemable thing. He has to score at Illinois. It if, is the only thing that can redeem. It's not going to happen there. I if he it. fails after all these attempts, that's what I will remember. Yeah. I won't remember that's fair. The, the whatever game it was with his one shot. I'm going to remember all of the near misses. All right. Uh, next up, bonus from Nate C. Uh, we all know the streak ended when they lost that play-in game a few years ago, right? We were in denial, but we should have embraced it and told Coach to take more risks. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Also forward. not on board with this. Yeah. That It's a field of 68. I seem to remember being in the NCAA tournament and losing to a team that went to the Final Four. Yes. Because that was an NCAA tournament team. Yes. Correct. Uh, next up, Tyrone Plum. Uh, Jones once called Mel Tucker a North Star. Oh, I I Lord God. I caught one of my students watching a North movie in class, and he was suspended for three weeks. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry, I assume Jones meant a porn star, as in whatever his name was. Like Jones and I, 89.3% of people make spelling errors when completing essays. Now you know. Mm. Now you know. Uh, did I call him a North Star or that he has a North Star? We thought Mel Tucker had a plan. He was executing on the plan, whether it was that successful was the thing or not. that we tried to keep giving him credit for. Correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, he right. he had a plan, all right. No, he sure did. And he ball. executed on fumbling the all time bag. Uh huh. Uh, rant of the week uh, from Tyrone. That fan base. You know which one. You know why. Uh, they're like lint stuck in the horse skin of a January sixth appendage. <laughs> Ooh. is over. And congrats to Washington for winning. Oh, uh, by winning the national championship by beating Texas, Texas last, last week. week. That's fair. Um, now, because I predict jerk guy, uh, can we have an epic rap battle between Grooch and Plum? Oh, Christ, don't do it. I'm not debasing myself. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I someday. I did last week. I did last week with that fucking poem in real time. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe someday we do a, some kind of poem battle, but I would need a week's heads up on that. It's not yeah. fair. Yeah, uh, <laughs> next up from Upper Deck Jerk Guy, how many double doubles can Mahdi get this year? Zero. Zero is zero point zero. Hundred percent the answer. I will set the over under at point five. <laughs> we didn't even say that. But we got his first ever against us. Yeah. Wait. Er, no. Yes. Wait. Career. First ever career. That's what I mean. Career. Yes. Yeah. First ever. Yeah. I'm shocked to find that out. Because Truly. usually he fills up one column in the statue mm-hmm. uh, by a trillion, and there's no room for anything else. Next up, Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Uh, what scheduled football or basketball game would you most like to attend in 2024, home or away? We Do we have the whole basketball ske- schedule? I don't think so. I think we can make some assumptions. The one that maybe. we've talked about the most is the Oregon game. Yeah. I'll also take home against Michigan. Take that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, my mop belief. 
Rank these three suggestions in order of gravitas following why, uh, for, for why Michigan State basketball has turned its season around. Uh, in terms tr- of gravitas? Yeah. Susanna. <laughs> Turnaround in three-point shooting, live ball turnovers, or improved play of sophomore Trey Holland. Hey, there it is. Uh, it's the three-point three. shooting. Gotta be. Holloman, I guess, because now we need him more than before. And then the turnovers. Because I'd have to look at the numbers. I don't think that the turnover thing has really changed all that you mean, significantly. You mean the 16 turnovers from the Northwestern game did isn't have, great? Did we have 16? I mean, I it was, it was a lot. No, it was a real... Oh, was it 13? Yeah, 13. Sorry. Yeah, 13's not... I mean... It, yeah. 13's a... Teams will have 13. Yeah, if, if, oh. we're, if we're sub-13, oh. t- above, 10, to, 10 to 14 is... Oh. If we're playing fast in particular, but 13 is not catastrophic. Um, which one of you will ever be first to sincerely say something nice about either a U of M player or coach, and which one of you won't even acknowledge this question? Okay. We acknowledge it, so there's that. And it's me. And it's me. I read it, so I Here's, you got what you wanted. I'll address this. There's no, there's no need for us to say something nice about one of those teams. It's a zero-sum game between our team and their team. And we don't know those people. And I assure you, they already think enough of themselves. They don't Correct. need anything from me. So <laughs> I have Michigan fans in my personal life for whom I'm happy for them in the way that I'm happy that they get, like, promotion at work or something sure. like that. I'm not even happy for them. <laughs> but, but, like... <laughs> I don't care about that institution. I don't care about Correct. that team. Correct. I don't want them to win. Correct. And anyone that expects me to want that is unreasonable. Silly. That's not how the system needs to work. And when we win our upcoming national championships, I will have no expectation that anyone at that institution is happy for us. And to be clear, when, if, and when these these wins are vacated, I will celebrate. <laughs> like... I, I will celebrate with the same vigor that they're celebrating right now. Yeah. Um, last up from Mamopoleaf, what agenda items do you want placed for the first meeting of the new year 2224 of the MSU Board of Trustees, seeing that Diane Byram has announced she will not seek re-election? P.S. Trustee Dan Kelly's term is also to expire at the end of the year. I don't have any agenda items that I want them to discuss. I want them to not discuss anything. I want them to simply exist and to shut the fuck up and to not do anything as to draw any attention to themselves or the university at all. My goal would be adjourn meeting as quickly as possible. Yes. (laughs) Go away, please. Now, thank you. Goodbye. Speaking of which, it's the end. And go away now. Goodbye. (laughs) Uh, Adjourn podcast as quickly as possible. Bye, please. Uh, guys, it's been fun. Uh, want to plug again, Clear Lake Grill, Mama's Mercantile and Eatery, whatever the name is at the time that you get to be here. And uh, look, it wasn't a great week, so next week can be better or worse. Go green. Go away!